let's pray guys let's pray and get started dear kind and heavenly father thank you so much for bringing us together this morning lord i ask that you um you send a you send a mighty range of angels to georgia right now she's feeling very lost she's lost her loved one father and she's crying her heart is breaking and she is she's worrying she's doubting as to why these things are happening why she's going through this pain father and the bible tells us that you are close to the brokenhearted you are near to them so lord i'm asking that you send her comfort you send her peace you shine a light on how much you love her and you desire to have her in your life and we ask that you you be with her during this grieving process lord there are so many people in this life that are struggling right now they're going through their own trials they're going through their own tribulations they are questioning faith they are questioning reality they don't know what their purpose is why these things are going on lord and the only identity we can truly find fulfillment in is being your child so lord i ask that you send the holy spirit around them you comfort them in their times of need you you shine lights and knowledge and wisdom onto their lives so that they can find some sense of understanding in jesus name amen oh guys let's put you up here let's put you up here Okay, we are, <laughs> this is bad. We're on the 25th, guys. It is the 25th of January, 25th. Can you see, the other day, right, you guys, you guys didn't even have my back, right? The other day, I was looking at the video, because um, you know this comes as a video when I upload it. So download it for the podcast, right? Guys, the screen was so dirty. Like my lens, it must have got some oil on it or something. And it was so foggy. I don't know how, if you were reading it, I don't know how you read it because it was so bad. So listen, if you can't see, just say, Fee, wipe your screen. I'm not going to take it offensively. But I was like, how did they read that? Because it was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> Anyway, um, I've cleaned it again. Right, so today we're on true missionary effort begins in the home. Wow, this is so, this is so important, guys. This is so important. If you have children, you know what, forget it. Even if you don't have children, if you have a mama, a papa, a brother, a sister, whoever, if you have a family, okay, this is what is for us, okay, this is for us. Okay, we are reading from Luke 1, verse 6, Luke 1, verse 6, and it says, and they, and they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. Hmm. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. So many people, even Christians, I've heard this a lot with Christians lately, that 
you don't have to be perfect or you're never going to be perfect. The only perfect person is Jesus. The only perfect person is Jesus. You can never be perfect. You can never live a sinful, sinless life, life, guys. And that is actually a lie. That is a lie because we're told in the Bible that sanctification is essential to get to heaven. In order for you to get to heaven, you need to be sanctified. You need sanctification to literally unlock the pearly gates. And why is that? Because we cannot rock up to heaven full of sin. God the Father cannot be anywhere near sinners. He cannot. So if you say that, you know, we can we can we don't have to live a sinless life here how are you going to sin, live a sinless life in heaven <laughs> what what magic do we think is going to happen between us leaving here and getting to heaven you know our bodies will be glorified the bible tells us our bodies will be glorified but that glorification doesn't mean that we're going to stop all of a sudden wanting to sin no that glorification is just that we will have immortal body bodies. We will ha- we'll be stronger. We may have the ability to do things like fly and things like that. But it doesn't mean that we will have a totally different brain or mind. The reason why we can get to heaven is because we have a character changing process that occurs on, on um, earth. The character building process starts now, guys. The character building process starts now and is completed here. So that when we go to heaven, our character is not our own character. It's Jesus's. It's Jesus's character. So when we go before the father, he doesn't see Sally. He doesn't see Liberty. He doesn't see lovely lady. He doesn't see Tamina. He sees Jesus. When we go before the Father, after going through this character building process, we are like Jesus. And that is the only way you can get into heaven. I know people don't like to hear these things because they think that as long as they believe in Jesus, that is all that they need to do. I just believe in Jesus. I love Jesus and I'm going to heaven. No, no, no. Because love comes with obedience and obedience comes with doing what you are told. It says you have to walk in all, not some, all the commandments all the ordinances you have to walk in all of them in order for you to get to heaven in order for you to be blameless so try as much as you can to accept that try as much as you can guys that you when you put yourself against the commandments will always come undone The only way you can actually walk in the commandments and the ordinances of the Lord is by having the Lord in your life, meaning having the character of God in you. And how do you have the character of God in you? You have to go through the fire. You have to be changed. You have to be refined. You have to be willing also to be refined, meaning you have to be willing to listen 
to be told, to be patient, to endure, to do all the things that we we struggle with. In all, in all honesty, we struggle with all those things. Well, I do anyway. I don't know about you guys. Maybe you're perfect. <laughs> anyway, it says here. Oh, no, I didn't read the Bible. Let's read the Bible. Let's make sure that this actually says that in Luke 1 verse 6, because, you know, you know, we got to make sure. It says, and they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. Who are we talking about here? Who are we talking about here? Let's go back to verse five. We're in Luke. Okay, verse five. Let's see who we're talking about. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest. Okay. And his name was Zacharias of the course of Abia. And his wife was of the daughters of Aaron. And her name was Elizabeth. So we are talking about a priest and his wife. And it says, and they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the law, blameless. Okay, so we're talking about a man and his wife, both following the commandments. Title for today is True Missionary Work Begins in the Home, guys. True Missionary Work begins in your home. We just saw an example of Zacharias and his wife, his wife Elizabeth, both walking in the commandments. It says, in forming a relationship with Christ, the renewed man, woman, is but coming back to his appointed relationship with God. I love that. When you form a relationship with Jesus Christ, guys, it's not a brand new thing. You are literally just coming home. You are literally coming back to the original appointed relationship you were meant to have with God. We have left God. We've left him. We, our sins have caused a separation from the father. Our sins, our behaviour our lying, our cheating, our cursing, our anger, our hatred, our, 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 okay? When we accept Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, when we come back to Christ, when we have a relationship with him, we come back to our relationship with God, the original plan. His duty though, when you come back, his first duty is to his children and his nearest relatives. Let me tell you something. I think I told you this before, the stats, guys. If a man in a home, i.e. a father, if the father of a home rebuilds his relationship with Christ, yeah, the family, meaning the wife, the children, everyone under that household, there is a 93% chance that the rest of that household will follow suit. Did you hear me? If the man of the home comes back to his faith, goes to Christianity, there is a 93% chance that the rest of that home will follow suit. Guess how much it is if a woman does it? <laughs> Guess how much it is if the woman comes back to her relationship with God? How what what percentage do you think it is the likelihood that the rest of the family will follow? Someone said free, Lord of mercy. <laughs> Someone said free. Someone said 30. What do you think it is, guys? 
it's 43%. I think it's 40%, guys. 40-something percent. 40%. 40. Okay? Why do you think the enemy is so hell-bent on men not being in the home? Why do you think the why do you think right now, forget about the enemy, okay? Because some people don't believe in the devil, but he's real. Why do you think social media right now, all you see is men saying they hate women and women saying they hate men. And all you see is I don't need a man. We don't need men and I don't need a woman. Why do you think this is the biggest thing going right now? And I'm sorry to say this, my brothers and sisters of the same, you know, of me, it's us, you know. We are the biggest villains. <laughs> we are the biggest villains when it comes to that narrative. You don't see that happening in the Asian community. You don't see that happening in the Caucasian community. You see that happening prevalently in this community because the enemy knows, right? The enemy knows, guys, that if the family man, the head of the family is turning to God, the likelihood is that the whole family is going to do it. The likelihood is. And it doesn't matter how good of a single mum you are. It doesn't really matter how much of a nice of a single mum you are. If you turn to Christ in your singleness, the likelihood is your children probably won't. They won't come. Anyway, let me go back to the story. It says this, it says his, his first duty as the, um, the person who forms their relationship with Christ, their first duty is their children and their relatives, their nearest relatives. It says nothing can excuse him from neglecting the inner circle for the larger circle outside. The enemy is the devil. Yeah, nothing can excuse the man woman, whoever, from neglecting the inner circle from the larger circle outside. What am I trying to say, guys? When we come back to Christ, when we form a relationship with God, the first people you should be telling that about, telling that to, sorry, is your family. The first people who should see the change and therefore you approach them with this change character is your family, not, not, not the church, not not your not the people outside of your home. The first people should be your inner circle. It says in the day of the final reckoning, okay, in the day of the final reckoning, fathers and mothers will be asked. Wow. In the day when Jesus comes, guys, fathers and mothers will be asked what they did and said to secure the salvation of the souls, they took upon themselves the responsibility of bringing into the world. We're all going to be asked those questions. If you're a parent, if you are a parent, you're going to be asked, what did you do to ensure the salvation of your child? Now, I'm not saying that if your child has rejected truth, that that is it applies to you. I'm talking about people who haven't even prayed in front of, the, of their children, haven't even 
spoken about Jesus in front of their children. They don't even know who Jesus is. Yet still that person goes to church every week. That person, you know, um, tells everybody that they're Christian, but they don't ever talk or advise or discuss these matters with their own children. Because on the day of reckoning, we're going to be asked the question, what did you do with the lives I entrusted you with? Did they neglect their lambs, leaving them to the care of strangers? And a great good done for others will not cancel the debt you owe to God to care for your children. It doesn't matter how good your grandmother looked after you at church. It doesn't matter how good your grandfather did in raising you into knowing who Jesus was. It doesn't matter how good your aunt was in getting your child to church. If you are not the person who is ministering to their child, talking to their child about Jesus, making them very much aware who their father in heaven is, it's saying you will be held accountable for that, guys. It says the spiritual welfare of your family must, should come first. It should come first. As soon as you come to Christ, you should want to tell everyone about it first and foremost. Let's be honest, guys. As soon as you find Jesus, it should be something that should run off your mouth like water. You should want to talk about it. It should be very evident that you have a relationship with him. It should be very apparent in how you speak, how you act, how you talk, where you go, what you do, whatever. So it will be very hard if you have truly found Christ anyway for your children and your nearest and dearest not to know about him. But what we should be doing is minister to, ministering to them. When they ask you for advice, it should be turn to Jesus. When they ask you for aid and assistance, you should include Jesus in that assistance. It says in rightly training and molding the minds of her children, mothers are entrusted with the greatest mission ever given to mortals. Whenever you take up the duty that lies nearest to you, then God will bless you and hear your prayers. Let me say it again. Whenever you take up the duty that lies nearest to you, then God will bless you and hear your prayers. There are too many doing outside missionary work while their own households are left destitute of any such efforts going to ruin through neglect. Do you know the biggest, the most powerful testimony I've heard, guys? The most powerful testimonies I've heard are of pastors and preachers' children. <laughs> Is it just me that there are so many pastors and preachers children out there that are so hurt by the church because their dad or their whoever didn't treat them how they should be treated or they felt that the bible told them they should be treated sometimes the work of the church needs to come secondary to the work that's done in the home not sometimes, all the time, apparently. This is what God is saying. If you are doing work at the church, if you are helping people at church, if you are fully in the church every week, but you are not 
catering to the needs or catering to the salvations of your own children. That's not what we're meant to be doing. We're not meant to leave our households destitute, guys. It says the first missionary work is to see that love, light and joy come into the home circle. It says, let us not be looking for some great temperance or missionary work to do until we have first done the duties at home. This should actually, I'm not being funny, especially for mothers, this should actually, that's what I'm saying, Katie, I was about to just say to you, I was just about to say this to, um, in which will answer your question as well. This should actually re- give you some relief, guys, to some degree, because if you have already done that, if you've already ministered to your children, if you've already said, this is who Jesus is, this is what they're about, and they go on their own steed to do something totally opposite to what they've been raised to do, your hands are clean. I'm not saying that you'll be happy about it, but your your job has been done. It doesn't say that the outcome is dependent on you. It says, have you even attempted to do it? It doesn't say the outcome of them not coming to Christ is down to you because only the Holy Spirit can convict. So as long as you have shown them who this person is, as long as you have actually introduced it into your home, how it pans out is purely down to who? It's down to the individual. It's down to whether they have accepted truth. But what this is saying is that the first instance has to be in the home. It has to start in the home. It can't be that we come to Christ and then our first job is to become the, the, gospel, the gospel singer at church. Or our first mission is to become, you know, the, the, the deacon or the deaconess or the pulpit, whatever it is, the, the altar boy or altar girl. That isn't our first mission. Our first mission is to minister to the people in our homes. Every morning we should think, what kind act can I do today? It's so funny as well, as I said, when, you know, a lot of us really do try to take the job of the Holy Spirit. I'm not talking about Katie, by the way. I'm talking about as mothers and as people, I think, as Christians, we try to do the job of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you what ministering to your children looks like, guys. It says, what tender word can I speak? Kind words at home are blessed sunshine. They're blessed sunshine. The husband needs them. The wife needs them. The children needs them. How we minister to our children, how we show the love of Christ is how we act, is how we talk to them, is how we speak to them, is how we behave in the home. Your biggest, te- your biggest um, testimony should be your actions. It shouldn't be how many people you bullied into believing in Jesus. <laughs> It should be, how do you treat them? Are you kind? Are you soft? Are you gentle? Are you sympathetic? I know I'm not perfect, guys. Sometimes I'll be nice and cheerful. Next minute, I'm snapping. Have you done this? Have you done that? Have you gone this? Have you done this? We're not meant to be like that with our kids. You know, we need to really reflect the light that Christ should be dwelling in us. 
How we talk to our children is so important. And that is the first part of being a missionary in your home. It says a soul saved in your own family circle or in your own neighborhood by your patient, painstaking labor will bring as much honor to the name of Christ and will shine as brightly in your crown as if you had found that soul in China or India. Let's not focus about getting souls from across the world. Let's focus on reaching the people that we have been entrusted in, that we have been put in close vicinity with through blood, <laughs> through, um, through, through our, I don't know, marriages. However, however they've come into your lives, guys, let us focus on those people first. It's so important. It's so important. 